Good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, January the 29th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we are thrilled that you have decided to come and join us again this morning uh, for uh, some teaching from God's Word. Uh, We have uh, a very, very important subject matter to talk about today, but before we do that, uh, we would we would like to, uh, I guess, talk a little bit about our listeners. Uh, we are very blessed to have a uh, diverse range of listeners. We've got almost every state in the union dialed in. Uh, we have listeners from every state. Uh, we have also listeners from 34 other countries around the world and counting. We're adding uh, new countries daily, so we have listeners all over the world. We're, we're so grateful. And oh, we're, boy, are we. Yeah, and, and, and we're, we're very blessed. And uh, some of our listeners uh, are, v- are really, really very, very sharp people. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, as evidence of this, we... <laughs> Just, uh, what, four or five days ago, uh, JB sent me an email. Now, he usually texts me. So getting an email from him, it was a little different. And I said, what is this? And he was forwarding me a letter from one of our listeners uh, in Franklin, Tennessee, who, uh, so this lady is teaching a... uh, the letter says she's teaching a Bible prophecy class at her church. And she was asked to teach an additional class on uh, using our knowledge of Bible prophecy to evangelize unbelievers. And uh, was asking JB if he could uh, treat the subject, uh, maybe with a Q&A session or... Uh, an episode on the Christian Underground News Network. And uh, JB says, you know, I I think we should take her idea. It didn't take me but about a nanosecond to to agree with him. And uh, so we've decided to do that. Uh, JB will will be addressing that very issue and uh, we'll we'll be completing that request, uh, that, that suggestion on Tuesday morning. So dial in and, and we just want to, so we wanted to give a Dana from uh, Clearview Baptist Church in Franklin, Tennessee, uh, a big, big thank you yes, uh, sir. for that suggestion and for being a faithful listener. And, and uh, Dana, uh, your suggestion, your idea and, and your listenership, all, all of those things are, are a great, great encouragement to us and a fantastic blessing and we want you to know that thank you so much yes, and we hope you enjoy uh what's coming up tuesday <laughs> as much as we're going to enjoy it so thanks again dana um with that being said uh we've got lucas Doremus coming up at seven o'clock tonight uh unless unless scheduling conflicts and and if not we'll do it sunday morning but uh we're planning on 7 o'clock tonight with Lucas 
for more in the book of Proverbs. Uh, So be here and don't miss it. Now, with that being said, all of the announcements out of the way, Pastor has got some really, really wonderful stuff for us today. It's a little off the beaten path, I guess you would say. Right, Pastor? It's different than what I usually do. It's a little different from what or how. Yeah, but it's going to be prophetic. But uh, yeah, and, and this this suggestion we got from Dana out in Franklin, Tennessee, oh, was kind of the inspiration for today's it, it episode little, as well. It lit a fire see, right you, my rear end. You I'll see what you. you did, Dana. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, without further ado, Pastor, I'm just going to let you introduce what you want to talk about today, and uh, and take it from there, sir. The floor is yours. Yep. Uh, as I as I was uh, thinking about what to do, um, I was looking at ways which to uh, present uh, prophetic messages, and I came across a word in in my Bible as I was uh, looking through several verses and the passages, and it's a word that you probably wouldn't think of as a prophetic word. And I'd like to do keyword studies. And oh, yes, you do. I do. I love it. I love it. And uh, and so again, it's going to be a little different. You probably won't get a decent outline uh, on this uh, on this particular uh, topic, but maybe you will. And uh, it may seem a little disjointed at times. Um, but uh, listen carefully, and uh, we're going to go to a lot of scriptures. And so I've got my little notepad out here, in which I've given, taken a lot of notes on on this wonderful prophetic word. And you'll never guess what it is, so I'm going to tell you what it is, all right? Tell us what it is. Tell us what Well, you know already. You tell them. I believe it's tomorrow. No, no, we're going to do it today. Boy, oh boy. Isn't that, isn't that awful I for me to say that? It never cuts me any slack. I know it. Yeah, that's right. And the word is tomorrow. How many of you have thought about tomorrow? tomorrow? Okay, today's Saturday. Today's Saturday. Are you talking about, are you asking me if I've thought about Sunday, tomorrow, the day itself? or Yeah, have you? Or are you asking me about tomorrow in a, in a larger sense? Oh, yeah, in a generic all? sense. Yeah, right, about just just tomorrow in, in, in general okay because because here's because here's what it t- tomorrow is an extremely prophetic word yeah, it is and and here's why tomorrow the, or the word prophecy it's a word that's about what's going to happen in the future in the future and it's about tomorrow and and when you think about tomorrow, that the old saying comes, it's not necessarily scriptural, but it kind of is. It says, "Never put off t- for tomorrow what you can do today." Right. And right. Why, and why is that? Well, I, because I guess it's because nobody knows for sure that they have tomorrow. I mean, nobody has that ironclad guarantee that they get to wake up tomorrow and and do what they have planned. And that's exactly how it ought to be said. No one is guaranteed, no human being on this earth 
is this earth is ever guaranteed tomorrow. No, that's true. So there are a lot of important things. One of the reasons we're giving this podcast today is we don't know if we have tomorrow. Uh, and as we're speaking, Curtis, uh, from my dining room here on Fond du Lac Drive, just a block away from my front door, there's a humongous cemetery. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Filled with the bodies of people who don't have a tomorrow. And they didn't realize, and probably hardly any of them realized they didn't have a tomorrow. Uh, and that's and that's what I'm trying to say. So tomorrow is a word that teaches us that what God wants us to do today, we'd better do it today because he hasn't guaranteed us tomorrow. Um, talking about the cemetery, let's turn to 2 Corinthians 15, please. Or excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Ooh, yeah. verse 32. Yeah. Um, yeah. It says this. Uh, Paul says to this rather uh, carnal church, the, the Corinthian church was a carnal rather. church, rather. And so he had to write things regarding their carnality. He says, why? Why stand we in jeopardy every hour? And he's talking about himself and, the, and, his, and his crew that traveled with him in, in his evangelistic efforts. He says, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I die daily. Now, remember, he wasn't dead when he was writing this. Well, obviously not. But he's telling them that death is on his doorstep every day. He had a thorn in the flesh. Yeah. He didn't know if he was going to have tomorrow. Right. He says, I die daily. Yeah. And so he says this, if after the manner of men, I have fought with beasts at Ephesus, <laughs> think about that. What advantage me if the dead rise not? Let us eat, drink, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Think about how awesome that is. Can any one of you stand up and say, I know I'm going to be here tomorrow? We we have sense of humor in this house, but... And I, and I don't want to be funny it's, about this. It's a this. weird one, too, I'll tell you. But when Curtis leaves our house every day and goes back to his apartment, he says, uh, call me if you need anything. And and uh, he wants to help us out. Uh, we're 81, my wife and I, and he's a big help to us. And he comes over on a daily basis. And then and then he says, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And, and I always say, thanks for the warning. <laughs> and now that I think about it, that's not really very funny. Well, it is to you and me. <laughs> to you. <laughs> That's right. And so, but here's this the Apostle Paul saying, for tomorrow you die. Prophecy is about tomorrow teaching us about what we ought to do today. Right. And by the way, 
we don't have yesterday either. No, that's gone. It's gone. If you don't do it today. Nothing we can do about what happened tomorrow. Yesterday. Today becomes yesterday and you didn't get it done yesterday. Right. How many times have I said to my wife when she says, oh, we've we got to get such and such done. I said, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. And I don't think a thing of it. And yet, because of this text mm-hmm. that JV got mm-hmm. about yeah. prophecy yeah. and winning people to Jesus Christ with it, mm-hmm. it became so important to me just in a few moments. It was it was hard for me to, to, to uh, imagine what we can say. So we're going to send and give you some, some verses about tomorrow and today. Turn to 2 Peter chapter 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 2 Peter chapter 3. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I mean, uh, when I read Peter, the guy who (laughs) who denied Christ three times, the guy who disputed with Jesus Christ about his death, the the, the one who doubted Jesus Christ, uh, and then, and then, he, God has him write two epistles, which are, which are very, very, very particular. And he says, uh, and he says um, uh, in Second Peter three, we'll begin reading uh, verse eight. He's talking about uh, uh, verse three says, knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts, uh, uh, and saying, yeah. "Where's the promise of his coming?" Now, wait a minute. Did, did, you said chapter three, verse eight. I but I but I says I want you to go to verse three. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, and he says, knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust, saying, "Where is the promise of his coming?" For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. How about that for having a lousy view of tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. For this they are willingly or ignorant that the word of the God. Uh, by, by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with, with water perished. The entire world. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men, which is going to happen tomorrow, maybe. It could. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. What he's telling us is you don't have tomorrow. You may have a thousand years and you may not have tomorrow. That's right. The Lord is not slack con- concerning his promises. Some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us or not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Yeah. The only reason he's going to give us tomorrow and, and, and the real reason he's given us today is to win people to Jesus Christ. But he's giving us a prophetic message to do that. That's correct. He says, but the verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Wow. That's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought you to be? Yeah. 
in all holy conversation and godliness. Wow. That puts me in mind of who wrote that poem, Robert Frost, Fire and Ice. Yeah. Why is there even any debate? It's very clear here. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Some say the world will end in fire. Others say in ice. Yeah. Yeah. So this prophecy that he was talking about uh-huh. here in Second Peter three, he is 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 directed at directly at people as to how they should be, and we should be today. Today. Which 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 is more important, today or tomorrow? Well, today is because you don't have tomorrow. It's never guaranteed. But let me tell you, folks, seeing as though you don't have tomorrow, we're going to tell you some things you should be doing today. But, and one of those things is in verse 12, 2 Peter 3, it says, Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with a perfect fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Yeah. Here's a prophetic message that tells us about tomorrow and seeing what tomorrow is going to be like, what we should do today. Amazing verse. Amen. Yeah. Look at Romans chapter 13, please. Romans chapter 13. I'm having so much fun. I can hardly stand it already. One of these things that we want you to see that that, that studying the scriptures is a joy. It really is. Romans chapter 13. Look at uh, verse 12. The apostle Paul writes to the church at Rome, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. What day is that? Now. Today. Today. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and in envying, envying, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Interesting, right? Make not provision for the flesh. Wait a minute. Make not provision for the flesh. Why? Because you may not have the flesh tomorrow. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Wow. Again, written to a carnal church. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. The apostle Paul says, We then as workers together with him, that is Christ, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. And he said this, 
Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That means today. That means today. And why did he say that? Because you don't know where you have tomorrow. Look at Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Love the book of Hebrews. It's written primarily to believing Jews and to unbelieving Jews, yeah. to be honest with you. And, and here it is. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 says this. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So when, when, when shall we listen to the Holy Ghost? Today. Today. Look at verse 15. Well, let me see. Yeah. Verse, 15, verse 13 says, but exhort one another. That's what we're doing today. Mm. Exhort one another daily while it is called today. Why? Because you don't have tomorrow. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. He says it again. Today. Not tomorrow. Yep. Why not? Because, pardon my bad grammar, you ain't got tomorrow. Now, you may have it. You may. You may. But your tomorrow depends on what you do today. Okay, look at, uh, look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7. It says, again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, today. After so long a time, as it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Why are we saying this? Why are we giving you these scriptures? Again, because of that wonderful and awesome uh, word tomorrow, which folks, we don't have. Prophecy is about tomorrow. Let's look at um, James chapter 4. Just right after Hebrews, James chapter 4. Yes, sir. James chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. It says this. Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. You see what he's saying here? Get busy today. Get busy today. Oh, I'll tell you, I've got a lot of other... I got, got a lot of other verses, but well, Pastor, let me. Can I ask you a question? Sure, right? you can. Um, now, all, all of these scriptures that you've given us here in the last, last eight or ten scriptures are are 
addressing believers. Do do unbelievers get addressed about tomorrow in the scriptures? Um. Yes. Okay. Yes, and we'll get into that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um. Listen. Uh, let's go to First um, Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five. Now remember, these epistles are written primarily to believers. Yeah. But we'll get into the unbeliever part of it, right? We, which we already have. We've already told you if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior, yeah. Today, yeah. You may be in that cemetery I talked about tomorrow. Yeah. Your body will be there. Your spirit will be. Your spirit and soul will be in hell. And you'll be raised again from the dead and you will be bodily in the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. Tomorrow, the word tomorrow makes us look more prominently and persistently and particularly and pertinently that the word today. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 5. I'm, I love, well, I love all the Bible. It says here, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have you have no need that I write unto you for your, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. What? What? You, no, you don't know the day. You don't know the hour when Jesus Christ will come in the air and take home believers to be with him forever and ever and ever. By the way, it's that same day that he's going to leave the lost people here on earth. He says this. uh, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Boy, then he says, therefore, in verse 6, therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. They that sleep, sleep in the night. They that drunken are drunken in the night. And he goes on and talk about how important it is that we deal with, with tomorrow by dealing with it today. Okay, let's look at 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2, and we're going to hurry through this. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. Well, we've already, we've already said this. We've already read it. He says, for now is the accepted time that today is the day of salvation. So, folks, you've got to get saved today. Let me, let, let me tell you what my favorite prophecy is, Curtis. Okay. Okay. And we'll talk about that in the next half hour or so. Um, but why is why is it so important? Um, look at John chapter 9, verse 4. Jesus is talking. Jesus is talking. And uh, and he's just he's just saying something that we've been saying uh, for the last half hour or so, and we're going to continue saying it for the next half hour, uh, if it takes that long. 
John chapter 9, verse 4. Well, let's read, start reading with verse 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Well, you know what he did? He spit on the ground, yeah. made some mud, put it on the guy's eyes, and yeah. his sight mm-hmm. was restored. But before that, Jesus said this, I must work the works of him that sent me. Well, who sent him? His father. His father. I must works the wor- work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Isn't that something? The day is coming when no man can work. By the way, that day is today. Oh, yeah. That night is tonight. And we don't have tomorrow. As I've said, and we'll close this session with this. I'll say it again. Tomorrow is never guaranteed Might be too to late. any man. And yesterday is gone forever. Today, if you hear his voice, pay attention. Is he telling you? Is he calling you to the ministry? Get busy. Is he calling you to study the word? Get busy. You don't have tomorrow. With that, we'll close this half hour.